Welcome to episode two of Getting Real About. Today, we are getting real about making the most of summer. The ladies talk road trips, relaxing, traveling with and without kids, the best vacations and trips gone wrong. All right, ladies, it's time to get real. Welcome, everybody. I am Liz Webb, and I am currently the bridge pastor at the Mill Creek campus for fourth and fifth graders, but I'm actually transitioning to the Kid Zone pastor for first, second, and third graders. And I am here with Jesse and Abby. Jesse, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Jesse, and I've been married to my husband, Rob, almost 29 years. And we have two girls, um, 21, Brooke is 21 years old, and Isabella is 18. And they're both getting ready to graduate. Brooke is graduating from University of Washington. And Belle is graduating from Linwood High School with her associates from Edmonds Community College. So we're about to have a dual graduation party. That's exciting. Yes. Lots of fun. And Abby. And I'm Abby McGee. And I've been married for 20 years this August to my husband, Mike. And we have four kids. Ryan is 16. Caitlin is almost 15. Anna is 11. And Grace is nine. So we have four kids. Um, I have been attending the Mill Creek campus for, gosh, I think it's almost 14 years, and I work part-time in marketing for the YMCA of Snohomish County. Oh, I did not know that about yes, you. Yes, I do. And Liz, you need to tell us about your kids. Oh, yes. <laughs> so um, I am also married. I've been married for almost 16 years. And I have two kids. Olivia is 17, graduating from Lake Stevens High School this year. And I have a 14-year-old son, Owen. So yeah, they definitely keep me busy. Yes. So today we are talking about getting real about making the most of summer. And I thought it would be fun to start off with our favorite vacation stories. So one of my favorite vacations that I did is back in 2014, we had just moved to North Dakota. And um, I was off for the summer. I worked in the school district, which was perfect for summer vacationing. And I decided it would be a great idea to take my kids on a month-long road trip. So we traveled from North Dakota to Washington, spent time in Washington, drove all the way down to San Diego. My husband flew in to San Diego, vacationed with us. From there, we all went to Arizona. And after that, my husband flew home and then I was by myself with the kids and we did national parks in Utah and Colorado. And one of my favorite parts of that trip was going to see Mesa Verde National Park. And that's where the cliff dwellers lived way back when. And I just can't believe after that trip that I traveled for an entire month with my kids in the car and we survived it all. There were no meltdowns. Um, my son did get sick once on the trip with a sinus infection, so I was thankful for an urgent care in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, it was a it was a great trip to take with my kids. It was educational. We got to see family and friends, and yeah, I just that's one of the most memorable memorable vacations that I've had. Jesse, what about you? Oh gosh, um, we've had a lot of good ones, but I think one of my favorite ones was a cruise that we took um, over spring break one year. I don't know, the girls might have been like 10 and 8, and it was just a really fun time. We hit some different spots in Mexico, and I remember we did, on the ship, we did like a 
scavenger hunt as a family and we won. It was just, you know, the silly little things, but I just remember that being a really fun trip. And then I, that also brings up memories of a really, a trip that we took that just went totally wrong, but the stories are so great now after the fact. So, (laughs) so you mentioned you were on ship. Yeah. Was it like a a Mexico cruise that you guys took? Oh, exciting. I've never done a cruise. Yes. Yeah. Lots of fun. We love them. My in-laws had gotten into cruising right around the time that we got married. And so I think that influenced us a little bit. So we had taken one for our honeymoon and we later ended up doing a trip, um, a cruise with them. That was a lot of fun. And then, yeah, ultimately took our kids. So we've done several. I've never been on a cruise either. And I think it's because my husband was in the Navy and he wants to have nothing to do with boats. He's just (laughs) about come around to the idea of a cruise because I want to take one. But yeah. So do you have a favorite vacation yeah, or most memorable, I Abby? think um, it's kind of a tie. We're a Disney family, so we love going to Disneyland, and we're excited that it's open to non-California residents yes. again. I don't know if we're going to make it anytime soon, but um, those are always super fun trips. But I think my favorite was a road trip to Yellowstone and we did that two summers ago and kind of combined it with a family reunion. But I, I love road trips. I think if you ask my kids, they wouldn't say they loved road trips, but it's just, um, we're so distracted in our everyday lives. And it's so nice just having that time when we're all in the car. Um, the first five hours are always a little rough, but when then, then they just kind of resign themselves that, okay, this is how it's going to be the next week. And the kids interact differently when they're stuck in a car. And, um, and I just, I love national parks too. And I hadn't been to Yellowstone since I was little. And um, I want to go back. Two days wasn't enough time there. And then there's so many, like you mentioned, um, Utah and Colorado and taking my family to Grand Canyon. I've been, but my family hasn't. So I'm hoping to road trip more. Um, before everyone grows up and leaves the nest. Yes, uh, we definitely are a road trip family. Mm -hmm. The longest road trip we ever took was we vacationed to Washington, D.C. and drove from North Dakota straight through to Washington, D.C. That was a long trip, but Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. to see the state capitol and um, everything that is along the way. And I think that's why I like road trips is... I'm definitely not the road trip type of person to where I have an agenda. I like to just see road signs and pull over and stop and see different lookouts or whatever just happens upon the way. Um, So summer is coming up. I know I'm very excited about summer and I have a few vacations that I have planned. Um, So I know that I'm not a planner when it comes to vacations, though. We have a vacation coming up in the middle of June, and we're going to San Diego, and we literally have two days with stuff planned, and that's only because my daughter has a bucket list of stuff in L.A. Um, So, yeah, I'm just not a planner when it comes to vacations. What about you, Abby? I'm not really a planner either. Um, I would say that vacation is the one time where I just want to let, let things go and not have structure. Cause I, as I mentioned with four kids, like during the school year, it's just moving from one activity to a sport. I mean, even tonight, it's like trying to make sure everyone has a carpool because there's three things going on at once. So when it does come time to vacation, 
um, we tend to gravitate, especially summer vacations, to more just like renting a house somewhere and swimming and hiking and reading and playing games um, and just kind of, yeah, having a relaxing week. That's what I really look forward to, especially in a summer vacation is just the relaxation and connecting with um, our family. So yeah, that might surprise some people because in other aspects of my summer, which I'll get to a little later, I am not rigid, but I like a plan and a routine and structure, but vacation, it's, I do not want to schedule. I love that. Jesse, you kind of seem like you're a planner. Do you plan your vacations? <laughs> no, the only type of planning I do is make sure that we get them onto the calendar because I want to know that I'm taking them. Um, as when it comes to the finer points, my husband takes care of that. Um, and it depends on the type of trip we're doing as well. Um, yeah, if we're doing a road trip and we know we're staying with family, um, you know, you can kind of let things go a little bit until you get to your destination. But obviously, if you need a place to stay along the way, there's a little more involved in that. But no, I'm really not a deep, I'm more of a big picture kind of a person. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm along for the ride. And my husband doesn't always love that. He's like, I don't always want to be the planner, but. Yeah, my, my husband tries to plan throughout our vacation, different things to do. Um, but he's mostly the restaurant planner. Like we love to eat good food at restaurants. And so he'll plan out different restaurants to go to. Um, Talk about planning. I remember a trip that I took three years ago with my daughter and it almost seemed overwhelming to think about planning a trip to Europe. And we actually traveled with a tour company. And I loved the fact that we paid for the trip. We showed up and I didn't have to think about anything. All that I had to do was enjoy the vacation. So if somebody else plans it for me, it would definitely be more structured of a vacation and we would probably be more efficient and get more stuff, you know, do more activities and see more things. But yeah, that's not something that I like to do. Um, so Abby, you mentioned that you like to be structured in the summer with your kids mm -hmm. and their activities. So do they do camps? Do they do sports? So a little bit. Um, but the main thing that happens at our house is I have a summer list. And so um, friends of mine on social media actually wait for me to post my summer list. <laughs> so a little bit of history. Um, I was thinking back about why I started a summer list and when, and I think it was all the way back in 2013. So my oldest would have been like early elementary, and then I had a baby too. So age range from newborn to say eight. And I think we were kind of approaching the end of the school year. And at that time we lived in a neighborhood where there were no neighbor kids. So I was kind of like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with these kids this summer? And I'm sure I happened upon a blog or something where this mom came up with a hundred things for her kids to do over the summer. So that first year I was very ambitious and came up with a list of hundred things to do. And they ranged from really simple, easy things to maybe an outing. And I think we made it through like 80 things that summer, but it was wow. so nice. Just, it kind of guided our days. Like I, I thrive better and my kids thrive better when we have some sort of routine. So it wasn't like a, we get up at eight in the morning and X, Y, Z, but it was just kind of like when there were lulls in the day or 
a, a day when we had nothing planned. It's like, oh, well, let's like check out the list and see what we might want to do. Um, over the years, it's definitely morphed into other things. Um, I do not attempt a hundred things anymore <laughs> as my kids have gotten older. Um, the past few years I've played with the year. So like in 2019, I had a list of 20 things to do and then 19 places to go. And so I just kind of, whatever I feel like that summer, I'm like, what are we going to do this summer? And um, I'm the mean mom control freak. So I make the list. I don't get my kids input. I know some people do ask for input from their kids, but I want to make sure it's something that I want to do too, because I want it to be fun for me. And also, so they're not asking for unrealistic, like, yeah, let's go to Disneyland on Friday or that sort of oh, thing. Oh yeah, true. I never thought about that. I was thinking local. Yeah. Like, I know my kids like to give a lot of input mm -hmm. on our vacations, especially our daughter. Um, I don't know where she comes up. I'm sure the internet with or social media and people she follows. Um, but she definitely has a lot of input um, as she's grown up on our vacations. And mm -hmm. I appreciate that because it's stuff that I never would have thought of to go visit or see. Um, Jesse, you have older kids now. Mm -hmm. So how does your summer look different than when they were younger? Were you like structured throughout the summer? When they were younger? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I think um, I was a little more go with the flow. Hopefully um, mops is great plug for mops. So mops usually had summer park dates that would come out. So we'd go someplace with mops group, go check out a park. For me, it's good because I'm also a little, I could be high stress mom. Like I don't like veering too far off the beaten path. That's going to take me away from my routine. Like God forbid you not be home in time for a baby to get down for the nap at 1 PM. So I had to kind of break away from that a little bit. If it meant we're driving to green Lake today, like that's a little uncomfortable for mm -hmm. me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, it was good. It's good for me to be part of some group or just tag along with a group of friends, um, that was doing something. And so, yeah, that's how we would, that's how we would try some different things. And to this day, we loved a vacation with friends. And I know you had a question here about how do you keep your kids engaged and lots of vacations with friends. And that's been so fun. And we vacation with some really big groups. You were talking about Disneyland. We've done Disneyland, um, with like a group of 20 before where we've had like a five day pass and not everybody did the full five days, but, um, yeah, big groups. We've done houseboat trips with big group like that. We started off as when we were newly married as young couples, we did it for several years without kids and that was super fun. Um, and then we had our time where we took the kids along also really fun. And so, yeah, we've, we've just done, we travel with big groups at times and it's just lots of fun that way for everybody. So. Yeah. You mentioned friends, your kids having friends on vacation. Um, I, as my kids got older, we started to take, cause I only have two kids. So we have room in our Tahoe or whatever vehicle we take. And I started letting my kids invite their friends on vacation with us. And it might kind of seem like a lot to add more kids, but it definitely helps my kids to not be as needy from us as parents. And then we can relax rather than figuring out how to entertain, entertain our kids throughout the whole vacation. Yeah. yeah. I 
don't have that problem with four children. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we don't um, typically bring others along, but lots of times we'll vacation with family though. And that's super fun. Um, My parents have a house over in Suncadia. So for a week, every summer, my whole, my brother and sister-in-law and my sister and brother-in-law and all the cousins go. And so that's super fun to have that family time with them. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Man, I haven't vacationed with my family. I don't, since I was a kid. Yeah. How sad is that? But we also lived in vacation spots. Mm-hmm. So I've lived in Hawaii and Southern California and in the desert. So I felt like I never really had to vacation as much when we were in those spots because my family would come and vacation with me, mm-hmm. which means entertaining them. But it was a lot of fun. Right. The nice thing about vacationing with family is sometimes you can use grandparents to babysit <gasps> oh, children. Yeah. Or help. And so it gives you even an extra break because there's just more adults. I know um, when the kids were really little, we would always bring like a grandparents or an aunt to Disneyland with us just to have some extra adults around for the kids. And then also same just when we take relaxing vacations, my parents are are great and really step up and take care of the kids so we can go out and do stuff um, just as a couple or all the adults will go out to eat and leave all the kids home with grandma and grandpa. So if you can recruit some, um, family members to help out on vacation, it can that be is to your benefit. <laughs> I feel like my kids are old enough now to where I don't need that. Maybe yes. I missed out yes. in their earlier years on having grandparents stay along. Yeah. My family's far away. So when my kids were younger, there were years where I was hauling them across the country on a plane. They were the little kids you would see in the airport with a backpack that was almost big (laughs) enough, you know, to mull them over. And um, I was, when I wasn't working full time, I was, I would babysit um, here and there. And I'd put aside those babysitting checks and in that way pay for the girls and I to go back east to see my folks. And we'd often stay for two weeks and it would give them time to hang out with their cousins. And I kind of had the reverse going on. My mom would send me off to the pool with my kids, my brother's kids. <laughs> and it was like, I'm at the pool with all the kids day. And I would call to check my mom and say, hey, how's it going close to dinner time? We've been at the pool all day. My mom would be like, oh, it's fine. If you guys just want to stay a little longer. I'm thinking I've been here all day <laughs> with these kids and my mom's enjoying her free time. So that's kind of funny. That does but not seem like a vacation. It was, it was fun. It was, that was the time where my girls got to hang out with their cousins, you know, really once a year. So for us to go for two weeks at a time, that was kind of their concentrated time together. So um, yeah, there were years where that was kind of the vacation going back there to see family. Yeah, so. I think it's interesting when, I mean, it sounds like we've all lived away from home. I, I'm home now, but I remember living away that our vacations were just going home to visit family. We didn't have a lot of extra travel time. So, so you, Jesse, you mentioned that you would travel back East. Do you do that now that your kids are older I do. Yes. But my parents' house has gotten smaller and my girls' schedules have become more complicated. And so the last few times I've actually gone by myself, it's getting harder to coordinate that. Um, My older one doesn't even live at home anymore. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's gotten harder. So I'm glad that we did that a lot when they were younger since we're having this conversation. Yeah. So you mentioned vacationing alone. Do you vacation as a couple? Do you vacation with friends without your kids during the summer? Do you like set aside some time to do that? Well, yes. Yeah, we can do that now that they're old enough to stay by themselves. Um, 
Yes, that was really fun. It was fun when we did it when we were newly married before our kids came along. And it was, we just took a really fun trip without them. Not, it wasn't fun because they weren't there. It was just fun. A lot of our friends are kind of in the same stage of life. And so we had a friend that just had a big birthday and she picked Cancun for her destination. And so we all went to Cancun and it it really was, I mean, it may be my most favorite trip of all. I've never been there before. It was just super fun. We had a great time. Again, there were like 12 of us that went. So it was fun. I feel like my husband being in the military and being gone so much that even when my kids were younger, we were blessed to have friends in our life through the military that were like family. And my husband and I would make it a point to vacation every year by ourselves without the kids. Mm. And those vacations were really nice. And the first couple of times it was hard to leave my kids. I had never left them with anybody else. They weren't technically family, but as the time progressed and the more we got away, we really looked forward to those vacations without our kids. So Abby, do you and your husband Mike vacation without your kids? We do. Not as often as I would like and not for as long as I would like. I feel like we lots of times can get like three or four days somewhere. Um, but it seems like we've had big life events ruin big plans. I remember we were supposed to go to Kauai for our fifth anniversary and then I found out I was pregnant and my due date was the day we were supposed to check in in Hawaii. So that oh. trip was canceled. And just and now with 20 years coming up, we're trying to figure out if we can do something with COVID or if we should put it off a year. So um, but we do get a lot of like even just nights here or there. That's the nice thing about having family around is um, both my parents and my mother-in-law are great about watching our kids. So sometimes it'll just be a local like weekend away. Um, but yeah, we do make it a priority to try and get away as often as possible. Yeah, those those vacations, I think for my marriage, those vacations are important. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's staying local or taking a big vacation, um, I just... I just think it's so important in my life and yeah, it's, you need that time away. Yeah. And I think just as moms too, um, with summer, you need to make sure that you're being refreshed and you're being filled up and not just constantly pouring out and trying to entertain your children, but it's how can you, yeah, provide yourself with some relaxation or some, yeah, just some downtime because it's so few and far between. This has been a very neat, clean discussion so far, but let's talk about vacations gone wrong. <laughs> I mean, those are fun stories. So. Yes. Uh, do you have one you want to start well, out I with? I do. I might have a story. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and share it. My friend Lisa was super pregnant and she had booked this dome on a local island. I will not name the name of the island. And so there's no commercial transportation. So her parents owned a boat that was large enough to get like 20 of us over to this island and so there were also no grocery stores. So we had to have food. This is our kids were all younger at the time. We had enough milk, like could have milked like five large dairy cows. We had so much stuff between all of our gear, the groceries, our kids. And so we get over to this island. We All this stuff has to be lifted up onto this dock that's like feet above our heads. And then someone that we knew on the island had a car they were going to let us borrow and a truck with some really questionable brakes, as it turns out. And to get down to this dome where we were staying, there was a bit of a slope. So we were a little worried that the men were going to be able to stop when they actually got down to the property and not just go off into the cliff. So we got to this place 
and it was a wreck. There were things that he had told us would be there. Like, for instance, our youngest was still in a crib. Yes, we have a crib. Okay, well, this crib needed to be assembled, apparently. There was a grill. Okay, the grill was a smoker and everything was filthy. It was just filthy. So my one girlfriend was walking by me saying, I can't do this. I can't do this as we're vacuuming up like rodent poop and spiders everywhere. And the other one was the very pregnant one who had booked the trip and we didn't want to make her cry. So we were all trying to just (laughs) deal with the situation and clean it up. And so she actually got into the shower and we kind of had a secret meeting, as I recall. And so we're talking about what do we want to do? And I think we decided that we couldn't do it. We couldn't stay. And so I remember going to bed that night and everything was so questionable. The towels literally looked like rags that you would work on your car with. And so we took one of these dry, crusty towels. And I remember my husband laying on top of it, on top of the bed. And he's like, no part of this bed is going to touch my body. (laughs) And it was so bad. And so the next morning we got up and we started packing up all this gear. We had alerted my, my friend's parents to come back now. Now we're going to pack up all this gear, a ton of gear and put it back on this boat. And this vacation is totally shot. And I just remember the little kids saying, mommy, where are we going? (laughs) They didn't understand. We had just gotten there. And why are we now putting it all back away again? And so we got all this stuff back on the boat. We drove home back to Seattle and Rob and I, for some reason, ended up being responsible for a lot of the food, shoved as much as we could into our freezer. And we all packed up and drove to Coeur d'Alene. This all transpired in one day. (laughs) So we ended up having a really fun rest of the week. We just made it, found a place to stay over by the lake and had a really fun trip. But the stories after that, it was just, it was awesome. Like my girlfriend and her husband that booked the place, they found, okay, I hate to say this, but a pair of dirty underwear in the bed this is the nature of this oh. place. And so we're like, no, we, we can't, we yeah. cannot stay here. <laughs> so I would have checked out that. too. Yeah. So that was fun. We have, we have good stories from that. Good memories. So Jesse, you mentioned that the truck had questionable brakes. Yeah. So that just reminded me of, we took a trip to Yellowstone when we lived in North Dakota and it was over my husband's birthday in June. And the trip was great. It was a lot of fun. But my son loves wildlife of any kind. So he had one of those maps of Yellowstone. And on the backside, it had a little checkoff sheet with all the birds and all the animals that you can see. And he was almost done. But the one that we hadn't seen was a bear. So we're driving through Yellowstone and we see this crowd of people. And so we kind of slow down and we see a bear over there. So my husband's super excited. My son's excited. He's like taking his seatbelt off. So I bend down in the front of the pickup to grab my camera out so we can take pictures of the bear. Well, my husband pulled over on the side of the road, which was a cliff going down. And when I looked up, he did not put the truck in park. And these people were coming running to the front of the truck. My son was already out. My daughter's screaming, thinking we're going to go off the side of the cliff. Here comes my husband, throws himself through the front window <laughs> that was rolled down and puts the truck in in park to save our lives. So that was pretty terrifying <laughs> for me. I'm having a heart attack right now while you're saying that. That's how oh I feel goodness. every time I retell that story. It was... <laughs> I, I don't even know how we survived that. And I'm thankful that um, the parking gear worked in the old pickup that we were in. Um, because, yeah, Olivia and I could have been off the side of the road uh, down a hill in Yellowstone. Oh, my gosh. Have you yeah. had any 
vacations gone wrong, Abby? Not quite that traumatic, but, and this wasn't a summer vacation, but as you guys were talking, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this one time. So I think it was, I don't know, it was one of my, I think my dad might've been turning 60 and wanted to do something fun for his 60th birthday. Well, he thought camping in yurts would be a really fun idea. So we're like, okay, but the thing is, is my dad's birthday is on March 22nd and we live in Washington state. Mm. So my mom's talking about, oh, it's going to be so great. We're all going to go stay in yurts. And I'm like, it's, it's March. I don't know how I feel about camping in yurts in March. And she said, oh, there's heaters. And I, and so I was very hesitant the whole way or the whole planning time and, um, so anyway, so we go to, I should have known we were at Cape Disappointment, <laughs> <laughs> which is on the very like Southwest corner of Washington, right outside Long Beach. So should have known that should have been my clue to back out of the trip. Um, but we, we get there and it, it's like, I mean, it's March, so we're working. And so we didn't get there until it was dark, um, on a Friday night, like check in, and the first thing, so I'm still just kind of like looking at this yurt, looking at this itty bitty tiny heater going, yeah, I just don't know how that's going to go. It was dry, but um, so then we make this campfire and I'm really trying to embrace, granted, I don't even really like camping. So I, we're not campers. My family maybe went tent camping a handful of times growing up. So this isn't like a normal, like comfortable thing where we have lots of gear. But so we're making the campfire and this, my youngest, it's probably two and they're kind of running around and you just kind of see out in the outskirts, all these like beady raccoon eyes shining in. So, so that's kind of like, okay, I'm not super comfortable with like, there's what is lurking beyond. So that was kind of the first introduction. And then it's like, okay, it's dark because it's March and gets dark at early. So we're like, let's go to bed or go into our yurts. (laughs) And I have never been so cold in my life. Mm. So we were pumping this heater and I remember turning to Mike in the middle of the night and we were both just like wide eyed, like, (laughs) oh my gosh, when is it going to be daylight? So cold. And I remember as soon as it got light, I like jumped in the car, went into Long Beach to get a cup of coffee at McDonald's because I was like, I just need to be warm. And so the day kind of goes on and I'm kind of talking to my brother and sister-in-law and they're like, Oh my gosh, were you so cold last night? And we're supposed to do it for a second night. And I'm just thinking, I don't know if I can do this for another night. And so just, but trying to be a good sport because it's dad's birthday. And so finally um, we kind of, we all go out to dinner for his birthday and we're all kind of talking and so, like, thankfully, during the course of the dinner, mom and dad are like, you, you don't have to stay a second night. <laughs> and then in the course of like 45 minutes, we'd all been like, yeah, I don't think any of us are staying a second <laughs> night. Go back, pack up, go home. But it's the same kind of story like yours, Jesse. It's something we talk about all the time now because it's just so funny. Because it was just like a crazy weekend of being absolutely freezing camping in March. So I'm sure that you guys is not being tent campers, you don't have the proper gear no. or the proper sleeping bags. No, we just, yeah, I mean, we have sleeping bags, but I'm sure they're not like cold weather <laughs> sleeping bags. <laughs> yes. And had I known, I mean, we, we had stuff, but I just, I had never camped in a yurt before. So when my mom's like, oh, there's heaters, like I definitely would have brought something to supplement the itty bitty heater on the side of the yurt. But it was just, it, it, it was comical. 
And my family, I grew up tent camping all over Washington. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we introduced to our kids' life, not until North Dakota, because when you live in the desert, you don't really want to go camping in the desert. But um, we were definitely prepared. Well, I thought we were prepared on that same Yellowstone trip. Um, we did not imagine that um, on June 16th, it would snow. Mm-hmm. And we had our tents all set up. And I was thankful we had the cold weather sleeping bags. Um, so we weren't too cold. But I just remember there was somebody who was driving from Minnesota, had never been to the West Coast, and he was making his way to Washington. And he was moving. He sold all of his stuff. And it's this, I think he was like 19 or 20. And I just remember watching him try to set up his stuff. And we had tree coverage with our our tents. So our tents didn't get wet. And I mean, by, by the morning, there was no snow on the ground. It ended up turning into rain. But we actually invited him over and we fed him and we gave him some extra gear to take with him because he definitely was not prepared for that trip. So I guess there's a lot more of that Yellowstone trip that kind of, <laughs> that could have been my trip gone wrong. <laughs> There, there's quite a few things throughout that that uh, I realized were not so pleasant. So do you take big vacations over the summer, Jesse? Or do you like to stay local, do small ones? Yeah, we do a combination of both. We camped as well when the kids were younger. It's, you know, you can do it fairly cost effectively. And um, yeah, we did that. And now I don't know that I want to use that outhouse anymore. So <laughs> we've kind of moved away from that. Um, yeah, we do now that I'm working full time, things are a little different, you know, you can afford to do a little bit more. Um, it, it is always fun. Like we were saying, just to go, you know, rent a house locally or go down the Oregon coast or somewhere that's driving distance and do that for a long weekend when you can. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like during the summer we tend to stay local just because that's our great weather in the Pacific Northwest. So when we do our bigger trips, like airplane type trips, usually it's um, when the weather's yucky and we want to go somewhere sunshiny. So, um, but we typically like, we'll do a weekend or a long weekend at the beach. And like I said, we'll go over um, or up into the mountains to my parents' house um, quite a few times. But yeah, I feel like I want to take advantage of the Seattle summer. So we don't typically go on a big trip during the summer. Yeah. Um, I remember when we moved to North Dakota back in 2014, um, I had summers off for working at the school, which was fantastic because I would always take two or three weeks and come to Washington. And my kids thought Washington was the best place to live in the world. They always wanted to move to Washington, be back by family, Um, and then fast forward, we live here now and (laughs) they have a whole different perspective on Washington state. And, but I never, I never think about vacationing in the wintertime or anything like that. I just, cause we've always lived in the sunshine. Mm -hmm. Well, except for North Dakota. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, (laughs) I mean, we would definitely vacation in the wintertime there to get away from those freezing temperatures. Um, but yeah, it's just a whole different perspective. And I remember my daughter uh, reliving some of those conversations and she was like, yeah, I, I really thought Washington was the best place. It's sunny, it's warm, it's green, it's gorgeous all the time. 
And then there's nine months of rain and clouds mm-hmm. and, and gray and lots gray, of gray. <laughs> lots of gray. Uh, so the gray reminds me when my son was born in 2007, we took him on an airplane from Hawaii where we were living to introduce him to all of our family because my husband's family lives here too. And every time we got in the car to like drive to Seattle from Everett or wherever, I would always fall asleep in the car. And at that time I would drink energy drinks. Nothing would keep me awake. And my husband's like, what is wrong with you? Like every time we get in the car, I'm like, it's the gray. I remember like when I first moved, I was like, I'm never moving back to Washington. Mm-hmm. Nope. Like, I mean, of course we were living in Hawaii. Who wants to leave there and come <laughs> back to Washington? But yeah, that, that gray makes you so tired. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll think about replanning my vacations and take one in the gray season. So staying local, what do you guys like to do on a normal day in the summer? Like, what do you do that brings you happiness in the summer that's not vacations? Mm, that's a good question. I think, um, well, I'm, I work part-time, so it's always that balance of like working and then also having entertainment for the kids. And so we, um, as I was talking about like my summer list, I guess it's right about like May when I kind of start thinking about like, okay, what's summer going to look like? Um, my, since I do still have younger kids, um, we do like a combination of camps. I don't do them every week, but I like mixing up some day camps. And then I also look at just like local outings and lots of times it's stuff that I want to do or a park I've heard about or, um, a museum or the zoo. So I really try and just kind of mix things up. Um, both structured and then just downtime at home. But I find too much of either isn't great. So I don't want so much where we're like have activity planned every single day, but then also having nothing to do. Then the kids start the I'm boards. Oh, yeah. Um, Which I had a solution to that when they were little too. I made this chart that said, if you're bored and listed about 40 different activities and that was really helpful because then when they came to me, I just pointed them to the list on the cupboard and said, hey, if you're bored, you can do one of these many activities. You're a nicer mom than I am because when my kids say they're bored, they get a chore to do. So my mm-hmm. kids I, for years have not said that they are bored yeah. because I will give them one of my chores. Yes. And then they're not bored. Yes. And then they're not happy. Yes. <laughs> I know. And the I'm bored list had plenty of chores on there too. There were some fun things. And I'm like, if you can't come up with a fun thing off this list, then feel free to unload the dishwasher. (laughs) Yeah. I know during the summer, something that brings me a lot of joy is I took up paddle boarding last year Mm -hmm. and I probably spend five days out of the week. If the weather's nice, Uh, I'm a a fair weather paddle boarder. But if the weather's nice, I spend so much of my time out on Lake Stevens where we live. And my son has a kayak. My daughter loves to paddle board. We got a new puppy last year. She loves to play in the lake. She's got a life jacket now. So we're trying to teach her to go in the kayak and the paddle board with us. But that's definitely something that I found just brings me so much joy and peace just being out on the water in the sunshine. And I know that Jesse loves to paddleboard too. I do. I definitely do. Yeah. I will for sure do that whenever I can, or just even um, just going and sitting at a beach. I'll take my backpack if I've got a couple books that I'm reading. I might throw my journal in there or a magazine. 
on a great day, I'll grab an iced coffee. Um, I always love the beach when my kids were, you know, little and that's just always a fun place to go. And now I'm more going by myself, but I don't mind the solace. And so, yeah. Or just sitting on my back patio, you know, again, with a coffee and a magazine when the sun's out, it's, it's great. It's the best. Yeah. Especially in Washington for the summer. Mm -hmm. That is great. Well, I just want to thank you ladies for joining me today. And uh, thank you all for listening. Our next podcast is going to be June 23rd. And we are going to be getting real about the working mom. Thank you. It's been fun. Thank you. Have a great summer, everybody.